4: fantasy sports talk you need it come get it
5: over
2: the course of the last 14 years quarterbacks that are taken in the top five overall they've been a 50 percent plus bust. and even among the top 15 which is what michael vick's gonna take you to get they've busted 22
4: sirius xm fantasy sports radio powered by ram trucks guts glory ram This is NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Welcome back, everybody,
6: to NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, Sirius 210, XM 87. And just a little reminder, a little reset, our phone number is 888-963-2682 and 888-XM-FANTASY. And, uh, you know, Michael Fabiano... When you think of the number ninety-nine, wait a minute. I can't even. I can't even get you to ninety-nine without just referencing the fact that we heard two great songs there. We heard Panama, absolutely. But you probably didn't even catch that we heard Alda Nova, "Life Is oh, Just a Fantasy." Man. Just a little oh, portion man. of it. Yeah. let
2: Let's get back to number ninety-nine. But ninety-nine. Though.
6: What do you think of when you think of ninety-nine?
2: It's not Igor Olshansky, that's for sure. It's seventy-nine. It, a- <laughs> it is my good friend and the champion. Uh, who beat me it in the paid NFL. you to say that, doesn't it? It does. In the NFL Network League, Warren Sapp. What is up, my man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the champ is here. What's up, Mike? <laughs> oh, man. And, and you know what? Uh, Warren. Did beat me last year in that championship. Now, I did beat you twice during the regular season, and my whole team tanked. And I know you were nervous. You sound, you
1: sound like the New Orleans Saints. They beat us twice in <laughs> the year championship, too. I mean, it's all good. You can have those two wins. But as long as I got the ring and the trophy, to the victor goes the spoils.
2: Ah, right, see? Now, this is what I deal with every week, and I love it. Saps the best. And, Warren, you drafted a hell of a team for 2011, too. I want to go through your roster real quick. I got it for you. You don't
1: have it. You know know I have it right here. (laughs) I don't go nowhere without my fantasy team. I have have Stafford and Bradford as my quarterbacks. I have Calvin and Andre Johnson as my receivers. Dayton Hillis and Felix Jones as my running back. Jermichael Finley on the cover of Sporting News this month as my tight end. And then I got my flex, my running back. That will be Julio Jones, Brandon Jacobs, Donald Driver, uh, Rashad Jennings, Danny Woodhead, Woodhead. (laughs) (laughs) and... Demarco Murray and my kick is uh John Carcy. And my Can't defense see. is the Silver Sack Street.
2: You're like, oh and, and the actually Detroit. That's- Speaking of Detroit, they're playing your Buccaneers this weekend. Uh, That's a big one. That's a big one on week
1: one. That's a big one like that week one. Two upstart teams right out of the shoot. One has ten wins, and one's trying to get to ten wins. We're going to see what gives. Because I look at that matchup, and the first thing you think about is Detroit's defensive line. But most people don't turn around and look at Tampa's offensive line and see Donald Penn, Davin, True Blood, and some of those guys they have up front. That's really the strength of that team, what kept Josh clean all year, and they enabled him to go 25-6. and 6.
0: Would know, well, that be twenty-five I,
1: touchdowns, six picks for all these people like that? Yeah,
6: that's <laughs> right. And and La Blunt got a lot of credit for averaging five yards a carry, but he had some pretty big holes to run. Like
1: through. I said, my man, nobody correlates a good running back with a nice offensive line in front of him because La Blunt is not that elusive of a guy. You know, he run over you and jump over the top of you. He's gonna run over you and jump over you. But that offensive line really does good work. You know,
6: fantasy owners really didn't know what to do with Blunt. Is he is he going to have a huge year? Is he gonna? Is he gonna? He doesn't, show up, do
1: the, he doesn't show up until like your third time you want to pick a running back, right? Exactly. I think where I would go, that's not where yeah. I would go. And When you're looking at Tampa and you're looking at Briscoe, Aurelius Man, and Mike Williams at receiver and K two at the tight end, you're not going to pick that running back unless you just love Legarrette Blunt.
2: What do you expect from him this year? Do you think he's going to be a 1,000-yard back? Yeah, he be 11, 11, 1,200
1: yards. Yeah, but that's not hard to get in 16 games. I mean, he's, he's yeah. a doable guy that's going to be there, but not for my money. My money is AT, CJ, you know, my man Rice, MJD, you know, guys like that. They're going to be your, your, your breadwinners all year long, guys that get 25 to 30 carries a game.
2: All right, let me talk about your quarterback and also the quarterback who's facing your Buccaneers this weekend, and that's Matt Stafford. What do you expect from Stafford Sapp? I think he's going to have a huge year. What do you think?
1: You think I picked him to lose to you? I mean, I'm <laughs> a champ. I'm a fantasy champ. I put my team together with guys that I want to expect to have big days. But I might switch my week one starter. I just might. I, I just might. You know? really? I don't know. To, to Bradford. I, hey, I, I, and he has, a, he has a pretty favorable matchup also. <laughs> against the Eagles? Against the
2: Eagles? You like that matchup against the Eagles? Of course I do. Who's their slot? That's a good question, right? Who's exactly. The and who's their linebackers?
1: Exactly. Their linebackers are weak. Their linebackers, linebackers are weak. linebackers in their slot. They don't have a slot. You got two two left corners and one right corner. I didn't see none one of those guys getting the slot. You can't put Asante because he's the best off corner in the game. DRC, come on, man, stop that. And Numbie's nothing but a right corner, so who's getting in the slot? <laughs> so you're saying
2: is going
6: to be open all day long for Bradford?
1: All day long. And then with a little motion with Calvin and you get in that bunch situation, then what happens?
2: Yeah, and you know what? That's actually a (laughs) matchup that people look like on paper, and they say, I don't want to start saying Bradford because he's going up against the Eagles. And you're basically saying a signing Samuel playing out of position is actually going to be a disadvantage for that defense?
1: Hey, not not only a disadvantage, then you have an offensive line coach that's never called a defensive play in his life in this league. And now he's going to go up against some of the best quarterbacks and offensive coordinators in this game, the way they like to call them. Yeah. It might take him a couple weeks to get accustomed to what's going on.
6: You talk about Matt Stafford. If Matt Stafford stays healthy, Warren, who do you see having a bigger year, Josh Freeman or Matt Stafford?
1: You know what? I have to say Josh because Josh has more weapons. You know, we know Megatron's up in in Chicago, I mean in Detroit. But then when you go down through the rest of the guys, you know it's going to take a couple screens to jab at best and then he's got to take off and go... I, I watched the Bucks. This Briscoe kid's gonna be a nightmare. And I really, Ben was having a good year until he got broke down a little bit. And Mike Williams led all rookies in catches, and K two is more than a K. But we're going from twenty five and six. You see what I said? Twenty five touchdowns, six picks, into a following year to where you gonna have Ben for the whole year. Now you get Briscoe in the mix and get him going. Trust me, my man. <laughs> that kid down in Tampa's gonna have a monster year
6: and you mentioned job at Best you know he had twin turf toe injuries last year and people don't realize don't turf toe away. Those
1: don't go that, away they don't go it's away like athlete foot it's like athlete foot you can get it under control but it's not going away
2: <laughs> uh, l- let's stick with the running back situation here and you've got Peyton Hillis and Felix Jones give me your thoughts on Hillis after he broke down at the end of last year but now Brandon Jackson's on mm-hmm. IR you think he's going to be the workhorse again for the Cleveland Browns or you think you know they what you look
1: there's Go something ahead. to be said about playing the NFL season and realizing what it is to be targeted. That's what mm-hmm. Peyton Hillis was. He was targeted. He had to shoulder the low, but the system's going to aid him. And with Colt McCoy being able to get that ball out of his hand and the system that Mike Hogan loves to run, it's going to really aid him. It's going to really put him in a situation where he's not three yards in a cloud of dust where people can focus on him and do whatever. You know, it's going to be some diversity to that offense. And with diversity, it's going to be a little indecision about who's getting the ball and where it's going where. I like Hillis. He's going to score points.
6: Warren, did you, do you think he might have taken a little bit of a risk with Felix Jones? Because Felix hasn't done I anything did. in his I league. did. I did. Okay. I
1: did. You know, I sit beside Marshall Falk, who I consider the greatest all-around running back I've ever faced in this league. And with that said, he looked at me and said, I've been uh, bantering for Felix to get more runs, get more starts. And I say so... Do you feel like he'll be able to carry that load? I got to see it. I'm like, ah, oh, that hurt. <laughs> <laughs> that hurt, but I like the what the Cowboys are able to do, and Jason Garrett, who's supposed to be an offensive genius, it doesn't yeah. take much room for a guy like Felix Jones to take it to the house.
2: Yeah, uh, and, and you would think the Cowboys are going to try to utilize him on a lot of screens. Like, like I said, put him in a situation where he yeah.
1: can make that one move and go to the house. I like it.
2: What about your tight end, Jermichael Finley? Now, the guy's been injury prone. He's got a ton of upside. What do you see from Finley, especially going into tomorrow night's game against the Saints, the opener for the National Football League?
1: Last time I checked, the Saints signed up two big hog run stoppers. And I'll you, Franklin, and my man, um, what's the big man's name? Jeez, come on, Sap. You can't draw a <laughs> blank on him. Um, Rogers. Sean Rogers. Yeah. yeah. And the thing I, I know about run stoppers. They don't like when you spread them out and throw the ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so if you got two big hog run stoppers and you on your way to Green Bay, you might want to drop them off in uh, Indiana and pick up a couple <laughs> pass rushes when you get into Wisconsin because you're going to need them. And I don't see these two big boys lasting long. And then you put the the fact that Will Smith is out with the suspension. Who is going to rush Aaron Rodgers when he's in the post? <laughs> he should have all day.
6: Warren, I got a very serious question for you. If you were in a fantasy the rest league... of these
1: one serious question. No, <laughs> this is
6: the, this is the most serious. If you were in a fantasy league with Al Singleton, Booger McFarland, and Brian Kelly, who wins?
1: Come Sap. on, man! Sap wins. Come on, man! I just beat your guy. You, you have my football fantasy guru here, Michael Fabiano, <laughs> and I beat him. I beat him, and he had Shady and Deshaun Jackson, and my I team. was only up nine, uh, 1978. I was up nineteen point seventy eight points and won it. So you, I, you know, I, I fear nobody in fantasy. I let, will let roll t- them all.
2: Sab, let me let me tell people who I had on this team last year. Okay. Definitely. Rothersberger was my quarterback. I had Frank Gore, Arian Foster, and LaShawn McCoy. I had Larry Fitzgerald. I had Vernon Davis. My team was sick. And then and Gore got hurt. Second. And, and then Gore got second. hurt, right? Is that, why you, is that why your prize
1: hurt? You had that monster team. You had your dream uh, team, and, and you needed Christian I Layton. had the dream That's team. Different. I did well, you have, have the have dream, dream team. team. You must add Christian Leighton. Without Christian Leighton, there's no more money. <laughs>
6: <laughs> you know, Warren, what they say in Texas if ifs and buts were candy and nuts. We'd Every all day, have will a be Merry Christmas. Christmas. Every
1: day will be Christmas. <laughs> Except,
2: all country you know, boys know, that. that trophy's coming, by the way, and I'm going to have that trophy for you to display on game day morning, and I want you to hold that up just like you held the, the Super Bowl trophy up for the Buccaneers. I'm going to kiss it, my and man. I'm going to make
1: love to it because I've been waiting on it for all, <laughs> all summer. I ain't going to lie, I've been waiting on it. The champ is here, baby. <laughs>
6: Warren, I wanted to ask you about uh, Thursday night's game, uh, Green Bay, New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you expecting? Do you, I mean, is, is Green Bay going to have a rough road? I mean, they've got a heck of a test
1: game. One, you know, you know, Mucci, Mucci and Marshall tried to sell me that. You know, the Green Bay Packers was like eight and sixteen before they went up there and you know got into the playoffs and then got hot. And I understand, I understand that. But there's something about winning a championship and you know getting hot because getting hot. And gives you an idea of what you can get done, and I really don't see this team missing many beats. And like I said earlier, if you're signing up run stoppers and you're on your way to see Aaron Rodgers and that receiving core, you need to pick up some pass rushes, buddy. Because I don't think they're going to hand this ball off to James Starks and, and Ryan Grant thirty times. That ain't how they win football right. games. They win football games by spreading you out and seeing if you can if you can run with us.
2: All right, Warren. We all know that Greg Jennings is the number one wide receiver in Green Bay, and you're talking about how the Packers are going to spread the Saints out and they're going to wear this defense down. Which of the other three receivers in James Jones, Donald Driver, and Jordy Nelson, aside from Jermichael Finley, do you see having the biggest impact Thursday night and as the season rolls on?
1: Jordy Nelson. Because whenever you're talking about slot guys, because James Jones is outside and he's a speed guy. Mm-hmm. Jennings is, is a bona fide number one receiver. When you have to deal with the third guy, that's the slot, and he caught how many balls in the Super Bowl?
2: Yeah, he had what, nine catches, I believe? Exactly.
1: And, and dropped, you, and when dropped have, a when you, couple. Yeah. Exactly.
2: When you have nine catches in a game like that, your quarterback has
1: a, a, an affection to you. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I like throwing this to this guy because he's going to catch it. He's going to be exactly where he's supposed to be. He's the type of guy, like almost another tight end. Mm hmm. And then now, Finley's back. I mean, who do you cover? Yeah, that's that's the tough thing. Who do you, that's you cover? That's a, exactly. I mean, the Saints when I got all these big run stoppers, you you need some DBs to go face the Green Bay Packers the first game of the year. That last time yeah. I checked.
6: You know, Warren, I'm looking at your bench here. Brandon Jacobs is a guy that jumps off the page to me. What What do you make of Brandon Jacobs at this point in his career?
1: The tiptoe burglar, you know, as long as he gets that heel on the ground and get a lean to him, it'll be all right. But if he gets to, you know, the Giants get to feeling good about themselves and he get to feeling cute, you know, he'll go to tiptoeing on me, and that's why I have him on the bench right now, and I'll be able to move him around. That's why he's on the flex group. You know what I'm saying? When he he get that heel on the ground and he's running with some lean to him, he's effective. But when the tiptoe burglar shows up, I'm putting him on the bench.
2: (laughs) I'm putting him on the bench. You know this? I want to tell everybody out there, number one, uh, you can see Warren on Twitter at QBKilla. That's QBKILLA. And this fantasy league that we have now, we have two leagues with the NFL Network. The league that Elliot, myself, and Warren are in also includes Rich Eisen, Steve Mariucci, Michael Irvin, Michael Lombardi, Jason Lockenfour. I mean, we've got a bunch of the guys from Game Day Morning on this roster in this league, and a lot of guys playing fantasy football for the first time. Uh, Warren. Towards the end of your career, it started when fantasy football, you know, started in its infancy, it started picking things up. In terms of what you hear from fans, especially on Twitter, how much of that is fantasy football related? (laughs)
1: <laughs> a about lot, 70%, right? About seventy percent. Yeah, it gets it gets pretty it gets pretty heated. I've had a couple of people, you know, like almost asked me to like run their draft. All right, Shab- I got the <laughs> fourth pick. AP gone. This guy gone. Who do I pick with? I'm like, uh, Arian Foster, he's a, the number the number four running back. You know, you got to go with the number four running back. If the other three gone, <laughs> mm-hmm. I had a good time. I mean, it's just really there's nothing like you know your average guy at home being able to pick his team, start who he wants, and he, he's the GM. I mean it really took off with a life of its own. I mean it's crazy. I mean people want to drag me in every league they got. I have to turn down leagues now.
6: Yeah. Well Warren, before we let you go, you mentioned the. Uh, you know, you, you seem to like the Packers. Are you on the record of saying Green Bay wins Thursday night?
1: Yeah, Green Bay wins Thursday night. Very you can't good. rush the pass or you get beat. I I agree. You can't rush too. the pass or you yeah. get beat.
2: That's why I think Aaron Rodgers has a huge game. Oh, he has and a anyway, monster game. Monster and game. what are the what
6: are the chances you don't win the Fantasy League this year?
2: Slim and none, and Slim is leaving town Ooh. right
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> <tri-ho-> Very good. <laughs> Very good. Well, Warren, we appreci- just walked out the building.
6: <laughs> hey, Warren, we appreciate having you on, man. Always Zap, pleasure, I love you, man. man.
2: Thank you, my friend. I love you too, Fabiano. All right, buddy. I keep whooping like a man. We'll see. We really didn't
1: count. <laughs> All right, baby. All right.
2: Be good. Thanks, Ta- Warren. Take hey,
6: care, man. And just a reminder, everyone can hit us up at 888-XM-FANTASY. But coming up next, we're going to talk about some stardom and sitem. That's what people want. That's what they people want. They want stardom and sit em. You know what, Michael? You're going to have to start doing a lot more homework because that's what everyone's going to be calling about. Uh, homework. Have you written your column
2: yet? No, I haven't had time to write my column yet.
6: All right, stay with it's us on it.
2: Though.
6: Stay with us on NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, and we'll give you our best stardom and cinema advice.
4: You're listening to NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Now back to NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio.
6: Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. And uh, we're talking stardom and sit 'em, but, you know, we have so many callers lighting up the screen here that, uh, Fabs, I think we should take some of them. Let's do it, man. I'm ready. You ready for it? Fire away. All right. Well, from Maryland, we got Travis on the line. Uh, Travis, you with us?
5: Yes, sir, I am.
6: What's going on, man?
3: Hey,
5: sir. I got um, – this, this is my first time doing fantasy, so I had a lot of questions with the uh, my wide receiver and uh, running back. Cool. And uh, from a from wide receiver, I got uh, Mike Wallace, Mike Williams, Kenny Britt, Austin Collie, and uh, Mike Jones-Walker.
2: Which Mike Williams?
5: Uh, Seattle or uh, Tampa Bay? Uh, Tampa Bay.
2: Okay. How many wide receivers do you start?
5: Uh, you can start – well, you start
3: two,
2: and then you have that flex player, like that running back wide
3: receiver slot. Right?
2: Yeah, PPR, uh, per for PPR. reception, standard lead. Well, I mean, Mike Wallace, I know the matchup is not favorable, but I think you have to start. I like Kenny Britt this week. I really do. Uh, you know, the Jaguars' pass defense, not much going on there. Uh, and they were one of the defenses that gave up a ton of fantasy points to wide receivers last year.
6: Their back four is I not good. I think they
2: unleash Britt. I really like the matchup this week.
6: Well, I think, you know, Kenny Britt is, a, is another tough one. We never know what's going to happen with him off the field, but uh, I, I like him too. Against Jacksonville, their back four is not good. They give up the long ball. They give up those big plays, which the NFL designates as plays of over 20 yards. Kenny Britt, I could easily see him going five for 120 in a touch. And,
2: and I mean, Williams has got a good matchup too. They're playing the Lions. He's going to be a nice start as well, but I just like Britt. I like Britt this week you think we could take a call
6: from South Dakota? Let's do, you, do it. How do you feel about that? I love it. We got Pete on the line. Pete, you there?
2: Pete from South Dakota.
7: Yes, yeah, sir.
2: What's how you guys doing, man? What's going on?
7: Good, sir. So, just wondering who I should start for my wide receivers this week. I got two running back, two receivers, and a flex. And my receivers, I got Santana Moss, Kenny Britt, Des Bryant, and Danny Amendola.
2: PPR standard. P.P.R. Got to
7: start Amendola.
2: I mean, I, I really like Amendola uh, in, in the PPR format. The question for me is, remember when Bucky Brooks was with us earlier and he said that he thought Darrell Revis was going to be the one who covered Des Bryant? That, that, to me, is a little scary if Des Bryant's on your fantasy team. If the Jets are lining up Revis Island on a second-year receiver, as talented as he is, that makes me a little bit worried about starting. Keep Des in Bryan mind who
6: Santana Moss is going up against—a very depleted Giants secondary.
2: Yep, I'll tell you something. If that is the case, and Revis is going up against Des, you don't start anybody uh, hardly at all against Revis. He is just that good.
6: And uh, let's send it over to Matt in Georgia. Matt's got a question for you, Matt. You with us?
7: Yeah. What's up, guy? How's what's up, it going? Matt? Hey, first off, kudos, you know. That's ruthless right there. Uh, Sap tells you he's got Rashad Jennings on there. You don't even mention IR. (laughs) I like that. No,
2: you know what? He missed it. He actually picked up Deji Kareem off the waiver wire. He just forgot to mention that. So I was going to get on him, but I saw his roster too, and I think he just got the two mixed up. He's got Deji Kareem. Sap knows what he's doing.
7: Question on my uh, running backs. I just uh, got a bad taste in my mouth after the draft. Ended up with uh, his standard 12-team. You know, non-PPR league. Ended Mm -hmm. up with MJD, Ryan Grant, Jonathan Stewart, and then uh, I got a bunch of backup handcuffs: uh, Snelling, Darren Sproles, and Kareem. Mm -hmm.
2: And you got to start two of these three, two of the top three. three, And
7: and of course, I got to flex. And uh, you know, I got Breeze as my quarterback. I got Cobb as a backup. Got my receivers. I got Mike Wallace, Dez Bryant, uh, Austin Collie, and Johnny Knox. And then I got my tight end, Owen Daniels. So I'm wondering if I should package somebody and try to make a move before the season starts or what?
6: Well, Fabs, I know you don't like anything Carolina, but Jonathan no, Stewart I, this week against Arizona's I defense? I love D'Angelo
2: Williams this week, and Jonathan Stewart as a flex, or a two in this case, I just don't trust Ryan Grant. I, I mean, I have Ryan Grant in one of my things. I'm playing Joseph and die over him. I don't trust him. I want to see what the Packers do on the ground. And just like Warren Sapp said, I mean, who knows better Uh, what a defense is going to do then a guy like Warren Sapp is going to be a Hall of Famer he doesn't like Ryan Grant either Packers are going to spread the ball around, they're going to throw it they're going to throw the ball a ton against the Saints wear out those middle two guys in the middle of that Saints defensive line so here I go MJD, I go Stewart, listen Stewart's got a good matchup, even if he just sees the goal line work against a bad run defense in Arizona I think you roll the dice with Stewart, and my motto for trades is if you're not trading, you're not trying, and I always try to make trades, no matter what. Elliot Harrison, you were going to find that out this year because I'm going to make offers to you left and right, trying to make deals. And you always trade from depth. At these two positions, unfortunately, I don't see a lot of depth right now because Kali, a little bit of a question mark because of Peyton Manning being out. You bet. I don't you know bet. that I don't know that he's got a lot of value at this point. Maybe you sit back and wait. Uh, out of those three receivers, I'm starting Wallace and Des, even though he's facing Revis. I, I just Kali just scares me. He just without Peyton Manning he without that Peyton Manning
6: me. and with the with the injury history. But I tell you what, I'd I'd much rather you offer me some trades than give me the brooding face because I didn't get you in and out last week.
2: Oh, stop it!
6: I mean, I had to live with that. What
2: kind of guy am I going to have to deal with for what the next seventeen weeks? Who comes in with In and Out Burger? And for those of you on the East Coast who don't know what In and Out Burger is, it is well worth the trip west just to have some of these burgers. You know the animals. I mean, you're and you're killing me, man. We're supposed to be a team here, and I'm sitting here starving, and Harrison's got a fat In-N-Out burger out of his in his mouth.
6: I, I, I got a Mountain Dew right here. Right, you were all about the Mountain. Speaking Dew. of Mountain yeah. Dew, I'm not sure if Sully in Green Bay is a Mountain Dew guy, but I'd uh, love to hear his question. are you with us?
3: Yeah, I hate Mountain Dew. So <laughs> oh,
6: that okay. makes two of
2: us. I'm right where with you. There, I love Sully. Mountain
6: Dew. Love it.
2: Go ahead, Sully. Uh,
3: yeah, two quick questions. I got um, pretty deep in running back. Uh, I need to start two. I already got those two guys. Uh, for my third spot, I got Beanie Wells um, and uh, Law Firm. Uh, I'm thinking about starting one of those two guys at my flex. Um, it's kind of, you know, Beanie playing against Carolina. That would almost be a normal automatic start. Uh, but then, you know, obviously with, uh, you know, Green Ellis, Uh, He's a touchdown guy at a flex spot. Um, And then also at my receiver spot, you know, I I have Mike Thomas, but now with this whole McCown thing, I'm a little bit more shaky on that situation than I was, uh, you know, a few days ago. Uh, And I also have A.J. Green. So I was kind of thinking maybe I would flip A.J. Green uh, as a flyer as my third wide receiver spot. It's a PPR league and there's some bonuses in range, things like that. Well, to
6: me, well, to me, I think your running back decision is easy. I go Beanie all the way there. Uh, the The wide receiver situation, I, I don't blame you for being a little bit nervous uh, about Mike Thomas. Of Fab's, you know, we talked about it on the show today uh, with McCown in there. Granted, Gerard was not Dan Marino, but you have to worry if, if you're relying on Mike
2: Thomas, you may be in for a letdown. As much as Andy Dalton scares the heck out of me, I still go with AJ Green. Uh, Mike Thomas, right now. Very little rapport. How much practice time has he had with Luke McCown? How much game action has he had with Luke McCown? Remember, Gerard was a starter. Gerard's running with the ones. Thomas is a one. How much of a rapport do these two guys have? I think you go A.J. Green. He's clearly the most talented, at least in my opinion, rookie wide receiver in the 2011 class. The Browns are better at home than they are on the road defensively, but I still say you go with A.J. Green. and I think Elliott's absolutely right. Beanie Wells is the bell cow. Don't worry about Chester Taylor coming in there and stealing carries. That's not going to happen. This is the Beanie Wells show until the wheels fall off, which hopefully they won't because that's been a problem in the past. And he goes up against a very vulnerable run defense there uh, in the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers' pass defense didn't give up a lot of fantasy points to quarterbacks and wide receivers last year because opposing teams were too busy running the ball down their throats.
6: You bet. Well, we need to uh, go to a break here, but uh, we're going to come back, get some more of your phone calls talk about stardom and sit them, what you should do and uh, listen, there's some good questions out there. Mike Thomas is a big one with the news about Gerard and uh, we'll try to answer more of those questions when we get back. But for now on NFL fantasy Live on Sirius XM fantasy Sports radio, we're going to give you your fantasy fix
5: You want fantasy football? We give you fantasy football every day, right here on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio.
6: It's NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, Sirius 210, XM 87. And you know what? i got a couple Twitter accounts for you to hit up. At NFL Fantasy Live for our show on NFL.com and NFL Network. At Michael underscore Fabiano, that's F-A-B. I a n o yeah.
2: Don't do Michael Fabiano because that's like a tenor. It's like some opera singer, and he grabbed my Twitter <laughs> handle, that sob before I could get a chance. To, had a chance to get it, so it's Michael underscore Fabiano. If you go to Michael Fabiano, you will not get fantasy advice. You will get downloads of YouTube operas.
6: If Elliot Harrison had a Twitter account, I'm sure it would be like at Snoopy12. But I don't have one. Uh, but Sirius XM Fantasy does. It's at Sirius. XM Fantasy. And also, don't forget the number here, 888-XM-FANTASY. We're taking your calls, and uh, you know I just got word that James in New Jersey needs some flex help. James, you there?
7: Hey, guys.
2: How you doing? How's it going,
7: good. man? Oh, pretty good. Just coming up after the hurricane last weekend.
2: Oh, man. I actually just got out of the East Coast before that hit. I was on the East Coast for a work event, and I got out of there on Saturday morning. So hopefully everything's all right.
7: Yeah, we're good. My brother-in-law's house is demolished, so we're cleaning up. Oh, okay. oh that's man, that's terrible. terrible. Yeah.
6: Well, James, what James, can we help you with fantasy-wise?
7: Sure. I'm in a 12-team PPR. Um, we get uh, return points, and also there's bonuses for rushing and receiving over 100 yards.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: My
7: question is, uh, Flick's question, I have Jacoby Ford, Devon Bess, or Brandon Jacobs.
2: Mm. Well, I-, I think it's Ford. When, uh, when you're talking, I mean, you're getting return. Bess, Bess is also a nice option because of the PPR format. But Ford, to me, is a guy who could be a very deep sleeper, and he's explosive as a return man. They're going to utilize him more in the offense. The Broncos don't have the best defense in the league, and until they put, unless they put Chant Bailey on him, which I don't see that happening, I think Ford's the play there.
6: Yeah, it's a PPR league. Uh, Bess can give you something, but just to bring a little reality into it, I, I don't see that guy catching eighty balls this year. Yeah, that's just not the kind of – it's the Tony Sperano one yard in a cloud of dust special. Uh, I, I, I just like Ford in
2: that situation. The return yards and the return touchdowns are what make me like Ford in that.
6: Well, and then we're going to just have a little word here, if you don't mind me taking a call from Nebraska.
2: Go ahead, my friend.
6: You sure? Yeah. You're all good. I all got right.
2: nothing against Nebraska. I got nothing below but for Nebraska.
6: Okay, because I thought I heard you saying something about the Cornhuskers earlier. No. Maybe, maybe that was something. was Jamie on the line in Nebraska. Jamie, what do you got for us?
7: How you guys doing today? Good, hey, man. You, hey, uh, just real quick, uh, I'm a Mountain Dew freak myself, so
2: uh, <laughs> I
6: love Mountain Dew. Love me some. Hey, Mountain Harrison's Dew. Harrison's
2: got like five bottles of it. I see 300 calories per over here.
6: Jamie, the only thing better than Mountain Dew is getting a Blizzard from Dairy Queen, but that's a whole different
7: deal.
6: <laughs> Go ahead, man. Well,
7: well I'm in a uh, 12 12 team PPR. I drafted from the eight hole, and I got Chris Johnson, um, but oh, I got wow. another guy in my another guy in my league. Um, he uh, basically went uh, wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, and so he offered me a trade of Megatron and Tim Hightower for Chris Johnson and James Starks. Now, what's my your wide receiver
6: back- si- what's your wide receiver situation like?
7: I've got Larry Fitzgerald, uh, Marcus Colston, Chad Ochocinco, uh, Lee Evans, and a you know a bunch of other like Nate Washingtons and all that. But uh, we start uh, uh, two running backs three wide receivers and a flex. And as far as my running backs, I have Ahmaud Bradshaw, Fred Jackson, and then obviously Chris Johnson, James Starks, and then uh, that's it as far as my my running back.
6: Jamie, I'm looking at Fabs right now, giving him the big thumbs down. No,
2: I I don't do it. I mean, Hightower's value is pretty high right now, Uh, not to have a play on words there, but Mike Shanahan's tricksy. If Hightower fumbles twice in a game at some point in the next couple of weeks, and... You got Roy Hulu in there. I, I I mean, you're not getting enough there for CJ2K. I mean, the guy's one of the elite running backs in fantasy football. As much as I love Calvin Johnson, I, I don't do it. I mean, I, I just do not do that deal. I'd rather have CJ. And we're also going to check in from Baltimore, Maryland. Another Maryland call.
6: Gary, talking a little flex. Gary, are you with us? Yeah, talking flex, but how
3: does CJ get all the way down to the eighth
6: I no, know. That's, that's incredible.
2: incredible. It, that was clearly a draft that happened before his holdout ended. Oh Definitely. my gosh. All right. Yeah. Uh
3: yeah, I got a problem. I got Devon Bass, uh Des Bryant. I also have Amandola and Sed Benson. And it's a PPR league.
2: I like Amandola. Again, uh and, and we had Warren Sapp on earlier who said, listen, Asante Samuels a solid cornerback. He's not a slot cornerback. He's gonna be playing out of position a little bit. In a PPR league, Amendola, I mean, this guy is is dynamite in these sort of leagues. Last year, he was fantastic. His one downfall was the fact that he didn't score a lot of touchdowns. You know, and and I like Des Bryant overall, but again, if he is facing Darrell Revis, that takes a chink out of his armor, uh, puts a chink into his armor this week. Uh, Amendola, I think, to me, is the guy. Cedric Benson scares me. I know he's playing the Browns. Browns defense is not that great. It's feast or famine with him. But really... The Bengals' offensive line has question marks. They've got a rookie quarterback. I don't see them being that effective on the ground. Maybe Benson scores a touchdown and rushes for forty or fifty yards, eleven fantasy points. That's fine. He's not going to catch any passes out of the backfield. Uh, I'm going Amendola here. And
6: and not to mention Gary, you know, talked about Des Bryant. We had Bucky Brooks on saying that Des Bryant's going up against Revis, in his opinion, which would definitely hurt his fantasy value. And, One last little thought here, again, bringing reality into it. Playing slot corner, man, is completely different because you don't have the sideline as your friend, and that makes it a lot easier for a slot receiver to be And A lot of times, with teams going three wide so much these days, defense's third corner can't cover a team's third best wideout, and Danny Amendola is going to be hell on wheels
2: in a PPR league. Amendola, remember, and it's funny because the Wes Welker similarities are just ridiculous. Josh McDaniels, former Patriots O.C. Texas Tech. Texas Tech. Wes Welker, very good seasons when McDaniels was the O.C. there. Now you bring them to St. Louis, they're going to throw the ball. I've said it earlier. I think Bradford throws it 600 times until his arm falls off. Whichever comes first, Amandola is going to be one of those targets that he's going to utilize quite a bit. Especially now, You look at Mike Sims-Walker and Brandon Gibson on the ends. They're going to have a tough time getting over it against Namdi Asimwa and Dominic Rogers cromartie Bradford's going to be looking to Amendola and Lance Kendricks, I think, a lot in this contest.
6: Well, we have another call from Maryland. We have Jason on the line, and I'm just wondering if he's going to ask us about Graham Harrell or Billy Joe Tolliver so we can keep the Texas Tech conversation live. Jason, you there?
5: Hey, guys. How are you today? Good. How are you? going, man? Good. Just a couple quick questions for you. This is a PPR league. You get to pick one of the three running backs, McGee. Uh, Pierre Thomas or Mark Ingram? That's my first question. Okay. Who
3: would you pick out of, the, out
2: of those three? Uh, to me, it's clear. It's Ingram. Uh, because of the goal line opportunities uh, that he's going to have, Pierre Thomas, listen, he's going to see more than his share of work. This is not a featured back situation for Mark Ingram. But to me, because of the goal line opportunities, because of the fact that I think he's got the best upside in that backfield, I'm going with Ingram. I don't love any of these guys. McGahey has a very good matchup, could see some goal line work. Maybe McGahey does a Jerome and scores two touchdowns, and has 12 yards rushing, but yeah. I think Ingram is the play there.
6: Is that the most legendary, not to have too much of an aside here, but is that the most legendary fantasy game of all time? Jerome Bettis, I believe, at home against Philly, 2004-ish, five carries, one yard, three, three touchdowns. Right.
2: Exactly. Yeah, that was an unbelievable game. So you had a second question, right?
5: Yeah, my second question is you get to pick two out of the four running backs. This is a, a non PPR league. I got Felix Jones, Ryan Matthews, Sean Green, or, and Beanie
2: Wells. Which two do you start? I like Beanie. I think Beanie, and I think Sean Green. I mean, you may disagree with me. I, I love Felix Jones. He's one of my big sleepers this year, uh, and I am not going to back off on that. It's the Jets. It's a, and, and, you know, I think the Cowboys are going to try to get Felix in space as a pass catcher, get him the football a little bit. But Sean Green is the bell cow, guys. But Daniel Tomlinson's role in this offense is severely diminished compared to what we saw last year. Green is going to see 18 to 22 touches in this game. They're going to run the football. They're going to be able to make some pretty big yardage chunks on a defense that I still have question marks about, despite the fact that Rob Ryan is the defensive coordinator. I think it's Green and I, it certainly Wells. Well, Sean
6: Green is a, a tough one this week only because Dallas is decent at stopping the run. The problem is in their back four and coverage. And if Terrence Newman isn't playing, He's out. you, you got to think that Mark Sanchez is going to be taking some shots down the
2: field. So it's not so much a knock against Sean Green as it is situational. But if the Jets can move the football, opportunity as we have on our NFL Network. Every time I hear that word opportunity, I think of that song on NFL Network. Uh, anyways, that's going to give Green opportunities near the goal line. I think he could score at least one touchdown in this contest rush for 80 yards. Definitely, and that's uh, 14 points for you. Yeah. Uh, John
6: is on the line. He wants to talk about a trade offer. John?
3: How you doing, guys? Thanks for taking my call. No sure. problem. So, I'm in a 12-team PPR where it was three wide receivers, two running backs, and two flexes. And I've been offered a trade. I would receive Vincent Jackson, Antonio Gates, and Mark Ingram. I give up Jamal Charles, Julio
7: Jones, and Brandon Pettigrew. What do you think of that trade?
2: You know what? I mean, you're getting the better of two of those three positions. V-Jacks, certainly better than uh, Julio Jones. Gates... The best tight end. The best tight end in the league. You're losing big time at the running back position. So my question back to you is, what else is in your backfield?
3: Uh, my other running backs right now are Peyton Hillis, Ahmad Bradshaw, Cedric, uh, Cedric Benson, and uh, C.J. Spiller.
2: I do it. I, I, you've got backfield I depth. I do it. I, I, make the tr- I, I hate to lose Charles... But Julio Jones, as good as he was in the preseason, and this is not a guy who's going to come out and have 1,000 yards and 12 touchdowns in an offense that also has Roddy White and Tony Gonzalez. And to me, if you look uh, at at Pettigrew, great season last year, 71 catches, but this was Sean Hill's game, uh, Sean Hill's offense, for most of the season in 2010. He's not going downfield. He's more of a dink and dunker, and he looked for Pettigrew Stafford's going downfield. Stafford's looking for Calvin Johnson downfield. He's going for Burleson. He's looking downfield for Titus Young. Uh, I think because you have backfield depth, Hillis and Bradshaw is a great backfield. That's a very solid backfield. Then you add Vincent Jackson, who is ultimately could be your number one fantasy wideout, and Gates, I- I'd do it. I think that's a great deal. I hope the person who offered you that trade is not listening. Let's put it that way.
6: Yeah, and, and Pettigrew, you mentioned, you know, uh... 111 targets last year was the third most among tight ends behind jason witten and chris cooley he's still going to get targeted a lot yeah. but maybe more in the 90 range than the 111 range but got an interesting question here brian in sacramento wants to talk a little defense we haven't talked much defense we normally don't brian what's your question
5: hey
3: how you guys doing today hey i just got a Great. question
5: about i need a uh started defense this week i I didn't get a good defense in the draft. I had the
3: Saints, but I didn't really want to start them against the Packers in mm-hmm. Green Bay. So I'm looking for a defense. There's a, there's quite a bit available because it's only a ten team league. So I'm just trying to see who you guys like as a defensive special teams for this week.
2: I'm going Cardinals, man. I mean, I actually had the same situation as you. I had the Saints in two leagues out of my eight. I dropped them for the Cardinals because of the matchup against the Carolina Panthers. There's a lot of good defenses that you can get off the waiver wire this week. The 49ers are one of them. The Browns are one of them. Maybe the Texans. I really like the Cardinals. If you look at the Cardinals, you don't think defense. You think Kurt Warner uh, from the past, and you think Larry Fitzgerald, Anquan Bolden. Their defense, from a fantasy perspective, has finished in the top 11 at that position in each of the last five years. That defense... Typically makes plays. They give up a lot of points, but they typically make plays, score touchdowns, force turnovers, and against Cam Newton, an inexperienced quarterback who didn't have an offseason because of the lockout in a road game. I like the cards.
6: I, I, I got to say, the 49ers there. You know, I, I think they're available, and the Seahawks starting to Jackson at quarterback. We have no faith in him. You and I don't have faith for any wide receiver. Who lines up for the Seahawks? And I, I think the 49ers would be a solid choice. Uh, but you know, you can't really argue with the Cardinals either. Uh, I have no faith in Carolina's offense either.
2: This is something that we're going to look at this weekend. Who scores more fantasy points, the Cardinals and the 49ers? And we can have some fun with that.
6: Boy, what is- I like
2: both. I like both, but I like the Cardinals more. Well, we're going to try to get to a couple more calls,
6: but we definitely have to take a break now. So give us a call at eight 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 XM Fantasy eight 888- eight eight. XM Fantasy. And again, you can hit us up on Twitter at, at NFL Fantasy Live or at Michael underscore Fabiano or at Sirius XM Fantasy. But until then, we're going to do Stardom and Sidham's next uh, segment and Let's we're going do to it. take a couple of more calls. So stay with us on NFL Fantasy Live on Serious XM Fantasy Sports Radio.
4: Featuring the experts of NFL.com. This is NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio.
5: Depth charts and playing time, injuries, news, stats, and the best fantasy football analysis on your radio. We do it all season long on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio.
1: Hey everybody, it's
6: NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM, Fantasy Sports Radio, Sirius 210, XM 87. And uh, Fabs, I gotta tell you something here. I love Journey.
2: Oh, I, I love Journey. I,
6: I, I love the keyboard there, the piano, Jonathan Kane, but, you know, every time I hear that song, it reminds me of Shook Me All Night Long by ACDC, because... Sorority girls who are like 21 years old at the
2: bar, are the ones dancing. that you're chasing after, right? They're
6: they're singing to the song <laughs> and they couldn't they, they couldn't tell you who, who Neil Sean is. They couldn't tell you anything about who's crying now or wheel in the sky. Yeah. Or you know what I mean. It's like the one journey. Stone song. in love, oh, all stone a in love. Song,
2: come on, off the Escape
6: album. Is there, Was
2: there a better singer? Then Steve Perry. I love Steve Perry, man. He's just the best.
6: He's pretty good, but I would take David Lee Roth as a front man. He's, yeah, he's right up there, too. I, I'm just saying. Okay. Just, well, we're going to take a few more calls, and we're going to talk a little stardom and sit him Fabs has a couple strong opinions he wants to share. But, uh, you know, we also have a special guest who I believe is holding on the line. Uh, her last name at one time was Fabiano. <laughs> and, I don't know if she's
2: there yet, though.
6: But but I don't I don't think she's... I don't know that she's ready yet. Now we're hearing that she is ready, so she figured out how to work her cell phone.
2: Which is which is hard for her too. So I would like to welcome the sister of Michael Fabiano. Hello.
7: Hi.
2: Denise Gugliati. How are you, sis? I'm
7: fine, Mike. How are you? So this is the way I gotta get fantasy advice. I gotta call her. See, in. I know.
2: She emails me and calls me constantly with all these questions and I'm so busy I, I barely have time but she asked questions for herself her brother-in-law so now I'm fitting you in on the show I'm very proud of my sister not only is she a Cowboys fan just like her big brother but she loves fantasy football I mean what's better than that go ahead Denise what's your question my question is for flex.
7: I need to know should I
2: start Nate Burleson or AJ Green I'm going AJ Green here Me and uh, if Burleson has a big game you don't have to get me a Christmas present this year.
5: <laughs> you don't get one anyway. You never. Help.
2: No, there you go. See, Denise. I, you know,
6: I, I. First of all, I agree. I would take AJ Green. I don't like. Uh, see, I, I. I don't like anything about Nate Burleson this week, and I don't like any. Well, really, I don't like anything about either one of them. I think it's a poor choice. <laughs> choice. It's a, it's <laughs> a
2: tough one. Yeah. I, I
6: hate that decision for you, but I have a totally different question. At what age oh, did, did Michael quit wearing underoos? <laughs> Can I? I'm going
2: to go 15. I, I, I think it was ba-
7: 18.
2: Yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. See, that, that that's the caveat there, right? My sister gets on and <laughs> gets to ask a question, but then we start talking about me and my underoos. Well,
6: Denise, <laughs> I listen.
7: I he's had the Dallas pajamas for a long time, though. I think, that's right. I think that my Danny White jersey.
6: That's yeah. great. That's great. Well, Denise, uh, listen, I would love to keep you on the on the phone, but we have somebody who has a draft in an hour oh that has a question. So as much as I'd like to talk to you about Fab's Incredible Hulk underoos, <laughs> I'm gonna to have to get on the line with Danny and Phoenix, but thanks so Thank much guys, for so having awesome. me. Thank on you. Right. Bye. Okay, so uh, Fabs, we got Danny and Phoenix. He's got a draft in an hour. Danny,
5: hey guys, you how's going?
6: What's yep. going on, man? I'm Danny.
5: All right, I got a question here. Um, we were able to keep a guy for three years. He's got to be dump, dumped back into the draft, and this year we did a caveat where we kept an entire lineup because people take too long to draft. Mm-hmm. So here's what I'm sitting at with my, uh, with my lineup right now. Cutler is my quarterback. Uh, Adrian Peterson is going to get dumped back in next year. I've got Marion Barber um, by default. Uh, Hakeem Nix, Holmes, Mike Williams in Seattle, and Selleck for my tight end. So my question is I'm drafting six. I'm kind of figuring out who might drop to me. And because my, my running back situation is so thin right now, I'm looking at possible Matt Forte, Gore, who I dumped in last year, I don't necessarily want, or a Roddy White might be able to drop to me. So there, are, an, there are a number of good wide receivers left that I might be able to draft to me in the second round, but I'm thinking to go Roddy White and just have a killer wide receiver set with the PPR league.
2: The, the thing there is that, I mean, you've got Hakeem Nix. Uh, your second wide receiver was Holmes, solid. I, I go after the running back because Marion Barber is your two. That's he, He's not a 2. No. Not even close. I mean, he's a 4 or 5. And to me, if you don't want Gore back, take Matt Forte, especially if this is a PPR league. I go with the running back there. I mean, I think you're looking good with Nix and Holmes and Mike Williams-South at the wide receiver spot.
6: Well, Michael, I know, I know we, we don't have much time here. Is there any start or sit that you are very definitive on, strong opinion on for this weekend?
2: I would really watch out for Josh Freeman this week. I like Kyle Lorton against the Raiders. Mark Sanchez is a good sleeper. Bench Joe Flacco against the Steelers. Don't like him. I really, really love D'Angelo Williams and Beanie Wells also.
6: I love the Ozzy Osborne in the so background. Catch us every Wednesday here on NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio at 12 o'clock Pacific 3 Eastern.
4: This is NFL Fantasy
0: Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. You go into your shower feeling tired.